This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of 52 Gifts. We are on Gift 22, and this week is all about grads. As I sent a gift to my nephew, Aiden, who graduated from high school this week. My own son graduated from high school on the very same day, so we weren't able to attend Aiden's graduation, and so we sent him something in the mail to arrive on the big day. And since the only thing that graduates really want, I think, is cash, that's what we decided to send, which it's helpful and I'm sure appreciated. It's kind of a boring gift. So to make it a little bit more interesting, we went to the dollar store and got a few graduation-themed helium balloons. And I tied them to the card, and we packaged them up in a big box and sent it by UPS. So in theory, the box would arrive, and he'd open it up, and the helium balloons would pop right out and bring the card up with them. And I'm not really sure how it went in reality. (laughs) For all I know, the balloons might have been, like, wedged in there too tightly and wouldn't automatically pop out when he opened it. Um, so I've never actually sent balloons through the mail, so I'm not even entirely sure that they would survive the trip. So (laughs) I guess we'll see. I'll have to reach out and, and ask how the whole thing went down or up, I guess. If I had been a little bit more prepared and less pressed for time, I think I would have tried to put more items in the box to make it more of like a party, like candy or streamers or confetti, but I don't even know how those extra items might have affected the balloons. Like if it was, if it was candy in boxes, maybe it would have poked holes in the balloons or something, but I don't know. Anyway, this was my attempt at making a boring gift of cash a little bit more exciting and fun. I mean, there's only so much you can do to dress up cash. I feel like the best way to give somebody money would probably be to like shoot singles at them with that little cash gun or put them in one of those money booths so that the money's flying around and they have to grab it out of the air and stuff it into their pockets or down their shirt. But I guess not everybody would appreciate that, and it's not very practical. So I guess that's why we send checks. I totally feel so Stone Age every time I have to write a check, though, these days. And I remember a situation several years ago when a sponsor was having a check issued to my organization because we didn't have any wire transfer ability set up. And... It was a foreign company, and the person said to me, you know, the U.S. is the only place that still uses checks, by the way. 
and they made it seem like it was a really big inconvenience. <laughs> and that was years ago. So we did end up getting set up for wire transfers shortly after that. But it was kind of a shock to realize that we were so behind the times. And now I feel that way in my personal life every time I have to write a check, which is less and less often, honestly. And as boring as sending a card with a check inside can seem, I feel like Venmoing someone a gift feels even less ceremonious. So I guess my balloon approach was our way of saying, you know, congratulations and everything, but we also wish that we could be there with you to celebrate. So here's some weird pieces of mylar filled with helium to say that to you. <laughs> So this week's gift was pretty common for this time of year. It's graduation season, and it's not particularly unique, but I hope that the added touch made it a little bit more special. And I'm curious to know if any of you have sent balloons in the mail or some similar type of party in a box kind of a thing and how it went. You can email me your balloon gift story to... 52 gifts at BernadetteMac.com. I would love to read them. It's 52gifts at BernadetteMac.com. And that address is also in the show notes. And now it's time for the donation of the week, which I made to Aiden's High School. It's a charter school, and helpfully, they had a donate button on their website for accepting gifts, which was great. I did have to do a little bit of research to find out if the school was actually a 501c3. Not because it's a prerequisite. I mean, I've definitely made donations for this project to groups that were not officially nonprofits, uh, like my soccer, my nephew's soccer team and the GoFundMe for Stephen Smith's investigation, but I did it mainly because I was just curious. I wondered if charter schools in general were all 501c3s, which it seems like most are, but depending on what state they're in, it's not specifically required. But so this school actually does have the nonprofit designation which would have been really helpful to have that mentioned on their website. I know a lot of places, organizations, have a little blurb at the footer of their website that says that they're a 501c3, and it often gives their tax ID number, which is really helpful so that the person who's interested in knowing that information doesn't have to go digging around for it. Also on the main donate page, I had the option to make a monthly gift, but if I wanted to make a one-time gift, I had to click over to a different donation page, which eventually led to a PayPal form. And overall, the whole thing was pretty simple, but it does look a little bit janky on the page. Whenever I work with clients, I try to express to them how important it is to have a professional-looking donation page with really good copy on it that explains why someone should give and how it will help. 
Making sure that the page looks secure and not like some weird plugin is really important because it creates trust at the most important time, the transaction. If somebody, especially older folks who don't always love doing online transactions, if they feel any hesitancy towards making that gift or about how legitimate your site is or how secure their information is going to be, they will not follow through with the donation. If you want to see some examples of donation page testing, check out Nextafter's experiment library. I've mentioned them before, and there are many experiments out there um, that they do to show a variety of simple changes that can be made to a donation page that will have a huge impact on the conversion rate. Even if your organization only receives occasional gifts online, like I'm assuming that you know schools and things like that may only get the occasional person dropping by to make a gift, it's worth a bit of effort to make the donation page as effective as it can be. You don't want the page itself to be the reason that you miss out on a donation. All right, before I sign off this week, I wanted to give you another update. In episode number two, called Two Hot Commodious Ovens, I made a donation to the Jacques Pepin Foundation. They've been one of the organizations so far that have stayed in contact with me since I've made the gift. They send a very nice monthly newsletter and then some other communications from time to time. And over the last couple of weeks, I've begun to send messages to the organizations that I've mentioned on the podcast so that they would know about it, that it exists, and possibly share it with their communities. Um, Of all the organizations that I've emailed so far, maybe probably about six or so, the JPF has been the only one to acknowledge my email and thank me for mentioning them. I received an email from their executive director as well as from their PR manager, so that was huge. And they also follow my 52 Gifts Pod Instagram account and shared the podcast on their stories. And so this was quite thrilling for me. I'm so appreciative of their response. Um, A, because someone actually replied and B, because getting a legit follower on my Instagram account, which I haven't really shared anywhere is really awesome. So this is just a big shout out to the fine folks at the Jacques Pepin Foundation for being so responsive and kind. Thank you. And that will do it for this week's gift. It's kind of a short one because it's pretty basic. Some cash carrying balloons for my nephew who graduated from high school and a donation to his former charter school. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join me again next week. See you then. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot, and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We can all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? 
Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at BernadetteMac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts or on Instagram at 52giftspod. You can show your love for this podcast by heading on over to BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts and become a supporter. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week. Thank you, ladies.